Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Jimmy Stewart with a welcome to the Hollywood Star Playhouse, brought to you by the Bakers of America. It's a mystery, thrills, drama by Hollywood's finest writers featuring Hollywood's top stars. Brought to you by the Bakers of America through the cooperation of your baker. Hello there, this is Wendell Niles. In a moment, we'll bring you Act One of today's transcribed story, The Six Shooter, starring Mr. James Stewart. Friends, depend on your baker to help you serve better meals through bakery foods. Whether he's the baker in your bake shop, the baker who supplies your grocer, or the baker who calls at your door, your baker is the man who provides so many of the good foods that mean mealtime satisfaction for you and your family. Because almost every day of the year, and very likely every meal of the day, you enjoy something that a baker makes. So for variety, convenience, economy... For nutritious, good eating, count on your baker to help you serve better meals through bakery foods. And now, Act One of The Six Shooter, starring Mr. James Stewart. still carried slivers of moisture that cut into the boy's face as he rode along the edge of the creek. When he saw the yellow light from the back of the office, he pulled up and slid out of the saddle. Then he tied a wet bandana under his eyes and walked to the door. Hi, hi. Stay away from that shotgun. Now, look here. You, get over to the safe. Better hurry up, mister. All right, now open it. I said to open it. All right, toss me that sack. Okay. Hey, Thor! You... You... Now...
figured on going through Clay City. It was an hour out of my way, and I was already a day late to the Jefferson Ranch where I'd signed on for the roundup. But when Scar started limping from a loose shoe, didn't have no choice. We had to head for the nearest blacksmith shop, so we turned north. Mister, what's the trouble? Uh, the horse losing a show. Well, let's have a look. All right, raise it up, fella. Come on, come on, boy. Uh, it's split, mister. He needs a new one. Okay, boy. Can you take care of it? Oh, sure. Bring him over here. Hey, uh, what happened to Red, fella used to own this shop? Went to Nevada chasing silver. I bought him out. Oh, I... Yeah, you, you don't look very much like a blacksmith, huh? Oh, I'm stronger than I look. Heavier, too. What do you think I weigh, mister? Oh, I don't know. Go on, go on. Take a guess. 120? 30? Mm, well, no more than that. You a betting man, mister? Oh, sometimes. Well, I say I weigh over 130. If I don't, you get the new shoe for nothing. If I do, you pay me double. What do you say? Well, you, you got a set of scales? Don't need no scales. What do you say, mister? Is it a bet? <laughs> Don't seem to be no way of proving it. All you got to do is lift me up. You look like a man who can judge weight. What do you say? Okay, all right. It's a bet. All right, mister, just heist me. If you don't think I weigh more than 130, the shoe is free. All right. I I never tried to judge a man's weight before, but all right. There there we go. (laughs) Well? Oh, I'll be dogged. I'm packed solid, mister. Real solid. You're packed tighter than a steer. You must weigh 150 pounds. Yeah, you see? You see? What did I tell you? 158. (laughs) The horseshoe's going to cost you money, mister, but you ain't the only one. Ever since I bought the shop, there ain't been a stranger come through Clay City but what he paid double for his first horseshoe. (laughs) He ain't sore, mister. No. No, that was a fair bet. Sure it was. I told you how heavier than I looked. That's what folks call me, Heavy Norton. My real name's George, but everybody calls me Heavy. What's your name, mister? Ponsett. Britt Ponsett. Fella, they call the Six Shooter? Well, doggone it. I've heard about you, mister. I've sure heard about you. <laughs> oh, would have recognized you if I'd have noticed your gun. Sure is fancy, ain't it? Hey, do you mind, uh... Showing it to me? No, no. Here, good. (laughs) Real fancy. Just like Sheriff Schofield said. He says he's seen you fire six shots with it while Whitey Jackson was getting off his first bullet. That time down at Eagle. Well, the sheriff kind of likes to build up a story. Oh, he swears it's the truth. Here's your gun, Mr. Ponsett. Thanks. Sure, sure. You was mighty quick in getting into Clay City. Uh, How'd you hear about it so fast? Mm, Glad to hear about what? A holdup at the Fargo station last night. Is that why you come? No. No. I was headed past town. I turned off because Scar got that loose shoe. Well, now, ain't that a coincidence? Fellow holds up the Fargo office, kills one man, maybe two, gets away at $5,000, and 12 hours later, you ride into town. Well, got any idea who did it? Nope, not a single solitary one, from, from what I hear. Like I say, the deputy agent was dead when they found him. Other fella, Fred Wilmer, a friend of his, got shot up pretty bad. Ain't done no talking yet. Doc says maybe he never will. 
Does Sheriff Schofield take out a posse? Nope, ain't nobody to go. Most of the men signed up for the Jefferson Roundup. Left town day before yesterday. Here the Jefferson Ranch paying good money this year. Yeah, yeah. You uh, seen the sheriff this morning? No, not lately. It might be over to his office. Uh, I think I'll walk down that way while you're fixing up Scar. Sure, sure, Mr. Ponsett. That's a darn good idea. Sheriff Schofield will be real glad to see you. Towards this side of the sheriff's office, I saw the Wells Fargo sign nailed up next to a window. The place wasn't locked, so I went inside. One of the chairs was upset, and there were some damp stains on the floor. The cast iron safe against the wall was standing wide open, so I kicked it shut. Went out in the back stoop. There was some more blood on the steps, and then just red mud. Right at the edge, I saw the hoof prints. They trailed off along the side of the creek. Whoever made them headed west. The horse had been wearing one shoe different from the other three. A, a, a sharp rock must have cut into it sometime or another. Not enough to split it, you understand. Just enough so that the print left a jagged line, like, so like fancy handwriting. something, Britt. Hmm? Oh, oh, hello, Sheriff. Oh, I was heading your way. Yeah, I just saw Heavy. He told me you was in town. Did you find something? I don't know. I don't know. You see these hoof prints? Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't mean nothing. Trail gives out a mile or so down the creek fork. Uh-huh. Has Clay City had any other trouble lately, Ed? No, not a bit. I guess any town's got to expect to hold up once in a while, though. No, I heard it was a little more than that. Yeah. That's right. Fred Wilmer able to talk yet? Afraid not. Doc said he'd let me know first thing he'd come around. Took him out to his ranch. You've been out there to see him since last time? Wasn't no reason. Well, it might be a good idea to be there, you know, just in case. You thought maybe I ought to stick in town. Oh, I don't think anything more is going to happen here, Ed. I'll get Scar. I'll meet you out at Fred's place. Huh? I can handle this alone, Britt. Oh, sure, sure. I'll just offer to keep you company, Ed. I'll meet you there. He's all fixed up, Mr. Ponsett. Tied him up around the side so he'd be in the shade. Thanks, Harry. Uh, did you find uh, Sheriff Schofield? I-, I told him he was in town. Yeah. Did you figure out anything? Well, not so far. Oh, you will. Sheriff's a good man. Why, you and him together, you'll get whoever done it. No, maybe so. Maybe so. You're the only blacksmith around here, ain't you, Heavy? Only one for 40 miles. Uh-huh. You ever see a horse with a shoe that's got one jagged edge, left hind leg? A lot of shoes got jagged edges, Mr. Ponsett. Yeah, well, I'll show you what I mean. I ain't much of an artist. Now, here, it it, uh, it kind of looks a little like this. Hmm. Seems to me I seen a shoe like that just the other day. Uh, oh, sure, I remember. Told him he ought to get a new one for it. Ben Schofield, that's who it was, just the other day. Ben? Yeah, the sheriff's kid. You know him, don't you, Mr. Ponsett? Oh, sure. Sure, I ain't seen Ben in a couple of years. Though. Well, you wouldn't recognize him if you did. He just sort of growed up overnight. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he has. <laughs>
I'll return for Act Two of The Six Shooter, starring Jimmy Stewart in just a moment. And now, Act Two of The Six Shooter, starring Jimmy Stewart. Sheriff Schofield was sitting on Fred Wilmer's porch swing when I got there. Doc was inside with Fred, so I squatted down on the stoop and waited. About half an hour, the doc came out and told us we could go inside and see Fred. Fred was lying on a cot, breathing hard. White cloth across his chest was stained pink, and his voice sounded like it was full of air. He was just sitting in the express office talking, Sam and me. Didn't hear the back door open. Must have left it unlocked. Turned around and there he was, holding his gun on. <laughs> you got a look at him, Fred? Handkerchief over his face, Sheriff. I couldn't see nothing. Just the gun. He told Sam to open the safe. There wasn't nothing else he could do. Sure, sure. He took the money. Walked over to the door. Yeah? Looked at us for a minute, and then shot. Didn't have no reason. He hit Sam in the face, and he hit me in the chest. He didn't have no reason. Ah, uh, take it easy, Fred. Take it easy now. It's just like he enjoyed shooting at us. That's how it was, like he enjoyed it. Maybe he was scared. Oh, he wasn't scared, Sheriff. He didn't have no reason. Thought he killed us both. Then he started down the steps. I got my hand on the shotgun and let him have it. You hit him? I don't know. Maybe he gave a yell and rode off. Uh huh. What kind of a fellow was he? He was young, old. Well, I couldn't see his face. Young fellow, I'd say though. How young? Seventeen, eighteen, full grown. He tall, short, medium. About the size of your kid, Ed. <laughs> About that size. <laughs> Got enough for you, Ed? Yeah, that's enough. You, you think you'll get him, Brett? Sure, Fred. Sure. Sure. Come on, Ed. Didn't have no reason to shoot. No reason. Wasting our time, Brett. He's got a day's head start. He'd be 40 miles from here. Well, not if he's shot up. Now, you go on if you want to. Well, you're the sheriff. You've got to make the arrest. You ain't never been so particular before. Well, maybe not, but this time I'm particular. <clears throat> you coming? We don't even know where to start. I thought along the creek. That's good a place as any other. <clears throat> It's a waste of time, Britt. Oh, we got time to waste. Come on, let's go. We picked up the trail along the creek and headed west. It wasn't hard to follow, and every once in a while we'd see a few drops of blood spattered against the shrub brush. About ten minutes later, we came to a fork where Ed had said the trail gave out. Scar stuck his nose down into the water, and I looked around trail didn't give out. Turned south. I nodded in that direction. 
Ed didn't say a thing. Just followed. And about five o'clock, we stopped to eat. Ed built a fire, and I opened up a couple of cans of beans I had in my roll. Oh, you ain't hungry, Ed? It's early for supper. Yeah, yeah. Ed, I talked to Heavy before I went out to Fred's place. I asked him who had a horse that would leave a mark like the one we'd been following. So? And he said Ben did. Your son, Ben. I thought you ought to know that. A lot of horseshoes leave the same kind of mark. Uh, Fred said it was a young fellow. It wasn't Ben. Where is he, Ed? Jefferson's Ranch, working on a roundup. He left Clay City the day before yesterday. Couldn't be Ben. There's a lot of wild youngsters in these parts, but Ben's a good boy. Couldn't be him. You sure? That mark don't mean nothing. Plenty of horseshoes leave the same kind of mark. You know that, Frank. You had enough to eat? Yeah. Come on, let's go. Thin, yellow. Not real bright, but enough so you could follow the trail. About three miles, there wasn't no blood. He must have wrapped something around the wound. Wrapped it real tight. And then we found the bandage. A piece of shirt tail sopped through. Well, the next mile, I'd been bleeding a lot, worse than ever. And he was hit pretty bad. Looks like it. He couldn't have gone much further because... I... Oh. Hold it, Scar. Ed. Yeah. Hold on. Over there in the gully, that cabin. Yeah. Whose is it? Used to belong to Jake Levant. Died a couple of years ago. Ain't nobody living there now. There's somebody living there. Huh? Out in back. There's a pony. Better go ahead on foot. Yeah. We're going to take him alive, ain't we? If we can. We've got to take him alive, Britt. It's bad. I don't know, Britt. Not for sure. It could be Ben. It could be. Where's he been the last couple of days? I don't know that neither. Had an argument with him two nights ago. He needed some money. He'd been playing poker and lost a lot. Well, Five thousand's a lot. I wouldn't give him none. He got mad, said he'd get it, said he'd get it himself. And I hit him hard across the face. I hit him twice. He started to hit me back. Then he walked out of the house. I ain't seen him since. I wish he had hit me back. Now, we got to get across that clearing, Ed. Over to that clump of trees. He may see us. Yeah, we'll have to take that chance. You ready? Yeah. for a couple of minutes. Okay. And then we'll rush him. Ain't gonna be easy to take him, Ed. Now that he spotted us. You ain't gonna kill him, Britt. I ain't gonna let him kill me. It ain't his fault, Britt. It's mine. You know that ain't so. No, it's the truth. It's my fault. You didn't raise him to be a killer, Maybe Ed. I did, Britt. I was the sheriff, seeing that everybody kept close to the line, seeing that everybody lived honest, especially Ben. I broke him, Britt. 
struck him like you break a wild horse or try to take all the fight out of him fast. You know what happens when you do that to a horse? He gets tame, but the fight still learns. Someday he turns wild again. I'll rush him alone, Ed. No. Stay here, Britt. Oh, Sam Norton's dead. Maybe Fred Miller, too. Killing Ben won't bring him back. He's my son, Britt, my only son. You don't have no kids. You don't know. I'm sorry, Ed. No, we're going back to town. Not without him. We're going back. Now, you can outdraw me, Britt, but I'll still have time to get a shot off. I'll try to get him alive, Ed. I'll try. No, don't turn your back on me, Britt. Don't be a fool. Don't make me do it, Britt. I wasn't being brave. I knew he wouldn't shoot. A man like Ed Schofield just don't change overnight. You can figure a man like Ed. That's what I thought, anyway. But I hadn't figured what would happen next. I haven't figured on him running out into the clearing, standing there in the moonlight, gray against the black sky. Ben! It's me, Ben, you dad! Can you hear me, Ben? Brett Pops is coming after you. Throw out your gun, Ben! Brett Pops is coming! Now listen to me, Ben! It's your dad! I saw him go down real slow, like his legs had buckled under him. I couldn't tell how bad he'd been hit. He rolled down a gully out of out of range, and I crawled forward. I pushed myself past a couple of rocks and head toward the back door. The kid was in the kitchen. I couldn't see him, but I could hear him moving around, going from window to window, looking out, waiting for me. I slid past another rock. I could run for the door or wait. The kid made up a mind for me. I slipped down fast and the bullets nicked the rocks. The kid had good hearing. He knew I was right there. I took out my gun and waited. I knew he'd get nervous first. Young fellas always do. I wasn't so young. I could wait. It was more than five minutes before the door started opening. His pony knew I was coming, too. He started for the horse. I aimed at his leg. For a second, he stopped moving and just hung in midair like a hawk. And he sprawled forward out of sight behind a log. I raised up a little and hunched myself along the side of the cabin. Everything was quiet now. Even his pony. The moon went behind a thick cloud and I came around the corner of the cabin. Suddenly the moon came out again just in time for me to see his 45. Just in time to see him coming up over the top of the log. His revolver slipped out of his fingers and I saw him trying to reach for it again. He couldn't make it. I stood up and walked over to the log. The kid was lying face down gasping for breath a little short gasps. He pulled himself up under the flat of his hands and then he passed out. I turned him over with my foot and I looked at his face. shoulder. I'm going to be all right. 
Brett. Is he... Did you have to... He ain't dead. Thanks. I guess he didn't hear me calling to him. He didn't know who I was. Ed. What? Ed, it ain't Ben. What? It ain't Ben, Ed. You, you sure, Brett? Yeah, yeah, this kid's got red hair. There ain't no reason to lie to me, Brett. I ain't shot up Ben. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I knew it wasn't Ben while I was going up after him. I knew it. What are you talking about? Hey, just come to me. A man don't change overnight. Neither does a boy. Well, if it ain't Ben... It... Well, lots of tough kids in these parts. You said so yourself. Where do you suppose Ben is? Where you said. Jefferson Ranch working in the roundup. They paid good. Ah. A boy don't change overnight, Ed. Huh. Are you able to ride back to town? Yeah, sure. I may have to take it a little slow. I'll get the kid. Britt. Yeah? You know something, Britt? I couldn't believe it was Ben neither. Not when he shot me. I just couldn't believe it. You know that, Britt? I know it, Ed. I know it. Jimmy, that's one of the most heartwarming, at the same time suspenseful yarns we've heard in a long, long time. Thanks a lot. Well, Wendell, when it comes to that thanks department, let's just be mighty sure we include Parley Bear, Herb Bygram, Bert Holland, and Bill Conrad, who played the sheriff. Bye. Be sure to come back, Jimmy. In just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, we'll introduce Miss Diana Lynn, the star of next week's story on Hollywood Star Playhouse. Say, I wonder if your family weekends are anything like the ones at our house. You see, ours are very informal, and lots of times our meals are very irregular. I make a point of seeing that Mrs. Niles doesn't do a single extra bit of meal fixing she can help. So if you ever drop in on the Niles some weekend, you better bring along a husky appetite for sandwiches. We love them. Any kind. But a great favorite with the boys and myself is a, a ham egg burger. Ever tried one? Well, listen. They're so simple, I make them myself. I take hamburger buns, slice them in half, and toast them. Then I spread two tablespoons of canned deviled ham, a scrambled egg, and a couple of tablespoons of grated American cheese on each bun. I toast them in the broiler with a low heat until the cheese begins to melt. Yes, that's a ham egg burger. Honestly, it's just about a meal in itself. Oh, maybe we top it off with a piece of cold apple pie right out of the refrigerator and a cup of coffee or two. That's all. So tonight, why don't you try a Nile special? A mouth-watering ham egg burger. Now, here is the star of next week's thrilling story on Hollywood Star Playhouse, Miss Diana Lynn. I guess we all dream about the perfect job we'll land someday. You know, good pay, easy hours, a perfect atmosphere to work in, an ideal boss... Well, I landed my dream job, only it turned out to be not a dream, but a nightmare of terror.
William Stewart can currently be seen in the Universal International Technicolor production, Bend of the River. Tonight's transcribed story was written for Mr. Stewart by Frank Burt. The entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any similarity to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. This is Wendell Niles inviting you to be with us again next Sunday for the Bakers of America program, Hollywood Star Playhouse. Enjoy another half hour of fine entertainment brought to you direct from Hollywood by your baker. The baker in your bake shop, the baker who supplies your grocer, and the baker who calls at your door. All helping you serve better meals through bakery foods. Broadcasting Company. James Stewart as the Six Shooter. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl. The handle unmarked. But the gun has killed and the man has killed. People call them both the six-shooter. Presenting one of the screen's favorite stars, Mr. James Stewart as the six-shooter. Based on the timeless legend of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who brought single-handed justice to the Western territories. I had figured on going through Clay City. It was an hour out of my way, and I was already a day late to the Jefferson Ranch where I'd signed on for the roundup. But when Scar started limping from a loose shoe, didn't have no choice. We had to head to the nearest blacksmith shop, so we turned north. Losing a show. Well, let's have a look. All right, raise it up, fella. Come on, come on, boy. Yeah. Split, mister. He needs a new one. Okay, boy. Can you take care of it? Oh, sure. Bring him over here. Hey, uh, what happened to Red, fella used to own this shop? Went to Nevada chasing silver. I bought him out. Oh, yeah, you, you don't look very much like a blacksmith. Huh? Oh, I'm stronger than I look. Heavier, too. What do you think I weigh, mister? Oh, I don't know. Go on, go on. Take a guess. 120? 30? Mm, well, no more than that. You a betting man, mister? Oh, sometimes. Well, I say I weigh over 130. If I don't, you get the new shoe for nothing. If I do, you pay me double. What do you say? Uh, you got a set of scale? Don't need no scale. What do you say, mister? Is it a bet? <laughs> well, don't seem to be no way of proving it. Oh, all you got to do is lift me up. You look like a man who can judge weight. What do you say? Okay, all right, it's a bet. All right, mister, just heist me. If you don't think I weigh more than 130, the shoe is free. Oh, I, I, I never tried to judge man's weight before, but all right. There we go. <laughs> well, 
Oh, I'll be dog. I'm packed solid, mister. Real solid. Now you're packed tighter than a steer. Hi, you must weigh 150 pounds. Yeah, you see? You see? What did I tell you? 158. <laughs> the horseshoe's going to cost you money, mister, but you ain't the only one. Ever since I bought the shop, there ain't been a stranger come through Clay City but what he paid double for his first horseshoe. <laughs> you ain't sore, mister. No, no, I was a fair bet. Sure it was. I told you I was heavier than I looked. That's what folks call me, Heavy Norton. My real name's George, but everybody calls me Heavy. Hey, what's your name, mister? Ponsett. Britt Ponsett. Fella, they call the sick shooter? Well, doggone it. I've heard about you, mister. I've sure heard about you. <laughs> oh, would have recognized you if I'd have noticed your gun. Sure is fancy, ain't it? Hey, do you mind, uh... Showing it to me? No, no. Here, catch. <laughs> Real fancy. Just like Sheriff Schofield said. He says he's seen you fire six shots with it while Whitey Jackson was getting off his first bullet. That time down at Eagle. Well, the uh, Sheriff kind of likes to build up a story. Oh, he swears it's the truth. Here's your gun, Mr. Ponsett. Thanks. Sure, sure. You was mighty quick in getting into Clay City. Uh, how'd you hear about it so fast? Mm, well, I hear about what? The holdup at the Fargo station last night. Is that why you come? No. No. I was headed past town. I turned off because Scar got that loose shoe. Well, now, ain't that a coincidence? Fellow holds up the Fargo office, kills one man, maybe two, gets away at $5,000, and 12 hours later, you ride into town. Well, they got any idea who did it? Nope, not a single solitary one, from, from what I hear. Like I say, the deputy agent was dead when they found him. Other fellow, Fred Wilmer, a friend of his, got shot up pretty bad. Ain't done no talking yet. Doc says maybe he never will. Does Sheriff Schofield take out a posse? Nope, ain't nobody to go. Most of the men signed up for the Jefferson Roundup. Left town day before yesterday. Here the Jefferson Ranch paying good money this year. Yeah, yeah. You uh, seen the sheriff this morning? No, not lately. It might be over to his office. Uh, I think I'll walk down that way while you're fixing up Scar. Sure, sure, Mr. Ponsett. That's a darn good idea. Sheriff Schofield will be real glad to see you. Well, the doors this side of the sheriff's office, I saw the Wells Fargo sign nailed up next to a window. The place wasn't locked, so I went inside. One of the chairs was upset, and there was some damp stains on the floor. The cast iron safe against the wall was standing wide open, so I kicked it shut. Went out in the back stoop. There was some more blood on the steps, and then just red mud. Right at the edge, I saw the hoof prints. They trailed off along the side of the creek. Whoever made them headed west. The horse had been wearing one shoe different from the other three. A, a, a sharp rock must have cut into it sometime or another. Not enough to split it, you understand. Just enough so that the print left a jagged line, like, so like fancy handwriting. Find something, Britt? Hmm? Oh, oh, hello, Sheriff. Oh, I was heading your way. Yeah, I just saw Heavy. He told me you was in town. Did you find something? I don't know. I don't know. You see these hoof prints? Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't mean nothing. The trail gives out a mile or so down the creek at Fork. Uh-huh. Has Clay City had any other trouble lately, Ed? No, not a bit. I guess any town's got to expect to hold up once in a while. Though. No, I heard it was a little more than that. Yeah, that's right. Fred Wilmer able to talk yet? Afraid not. Doc said he'd let me know first thing he'd come around. 
Took him out to his ranch. You've been out there to see him since last night? Wasn't no reason. Well, it might be a good idea to be there, you know, just in case. You thought maybe I ought to stick in town. Oh, I don't think anything more is going to happen here, Ed. I'll get Scar. I'll meet you out at Fred's place. Huh? I can handle this alone, Britt. Oh, sure, sure. I'll just offer to keep you company, Ed. I'll meet you then. He's all fixed up, Mr. Ponsett. Tied him up around the side so he'd be in the shade. Thanks, Harry. Uh, did you find uh, Sheriff Schofield? I-, I told him he was in town. Yeah. You figure out anything? Well, uh, not so far. Oh, you will. Sheriff's a good man. Why, you and him together, you'll get whoever done it. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. You're the only blacksmith around here, ain't you, Abby? Only one for 40 miles. Uh-huh. You ever see a horse with a shoe that's got one jagged edge, left hind leg? A lot of shoes got jagged edges, Mr. Ponsett. Yeah, well, I'll show you what I mean. I ain't much of an artist. Now, here, it, it, uh, it kind of looks a little like this. Hmm. Seems to me I seen a shoe like that just the other day. Uh, oh, sure, I remember. Told him he ought to get a new one for it. Ben Schofield, that's who it was, just the other day. Ben? Yeah, the sheriff's kid. You know him, don't you, Mr. Ponsett? Oh, sure. Sure, I ain't seen Ben in a couple of years. Uh... <laughs> you wouldn't recognize him if you did. He just sort of growed up overnight. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he has. That ends the first act of the six-shooter, folks. Hope you're enjoying the show. Before we get on with it, I'd like to tell you a little bit about how I happen to be doing this program. I've been lucky enough to do quite a bit of radio acting before, but I've never had a program of my own. The right thing just didn't seem to come along, at least not until the six-shooter. You see, I've made several stories of this kind for pictures. That is, honest, legitimate stories of the West, and... I hope that this series can offer the same type of enjoyment with the same integrity. We think it's the sort of program the whole family will enjoy, and we think that the character of Britt Ponset typifies some of the greatness that built America. We'd be pleased if you agreed with us. And now, Act Two of The Six Shooter, starring Jimmy Stewart. Schofield was sitting on Fred Wilmer's porch swing when I got there. The dock was inside with Fred, so I squatted down on the stoop and waited. About half an hour, the dock came out and told us we could go inside and see Fred. Fred was lying on a cot, breathing hard. White cloth across his chest was stained pink, and his voice sounded like it was full of air. He was... Just sitting in the express office talking, Sam and me. Didn't hear the back door open. Must have left it unlocked. Turned around and there he was, holding his gun on. <laughs> you got a look at him, Fred. Handkerchief over his face, Sheriff. I couldn't see nothing. Just the gun. They told Sam to open the safe. There wasn't nothing else he could do. Sure, sure. 
Took the money. Walked over to the door. Yeah. Looked at us for a minute. And then shot. Didn't have no reason. He hit Sam in the face and he hit me in the chest. He didn't have no reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, take it easy, Fred. Take it easy now. It's just like you enjoyed shooting at us. That's how it was. Like he enjoyed it. Maybe he was scared. Oh, he wasn't scared, Sheriff. He didn't have no reason. Thought he killed us both. Then he started down the steps. I got my hand on the shotgun and let him have it. You hit him? I don't know. Maybe he gave a yell and rode off. Uh, what kind of a fellow was he? He was young, old? Oh, I couldn't see his face. Young fellow, I'd say, though. How young? Oh, 17, 18... Full grown. Be tall, short, medium. About the size of your kid, Ed. <laughs> About that size. <laughs> Got enough for you, Ed? Yeah, that's enough. You, you think you'll get him, Brad? Sure, Fred. Sure. Sure. Come on, Ed. Didn't have no reason to shoot, no reason. <laughs> Wasting our time, Brett. He's got a day's head start. He'd be 40 miles from here. Well, not if he shot up. Now, you go on if you want to. Well, you're the sheriff. You've got to make the arrest. You ain't never been so particular before. Well, maybe not, but this time I'm particular. <laughs> you coming? We don't even know where to start. I thought along the creek. That's as good a place as any other. It's a waste of time, Brett. Now well, we got time to waste. Come on, let's go. We picked up the trail along the creek and headed west. It wasn't hard to follow, and every once in a while we'd see a few drops of blood spattered against the shrub brush. About ten minutes later, we came to a fork where Ed had said the trail gave out. Scar stuck his nose down into the water, and I looked around. The trail didn't give out. It turned south. I nodded in that direction. Ed didn't say a thing. Just followed at about five o'clock, we stopped to eat. Elle built a fire, and I opened up a couple of cans of beans I had in my roll. Oh, you ain't hungry, Ed? It's early for supper. Yeah, yeah. Ed, I talked to Heavy before I went out to Fred's place. I asked him who had a horse that would leave a mark like the one we've been following. So? And he said Ben did. Your son, Ben. I thought you ought to know that. A lot of horseshoes leave the same kind of mark. Fred said it was a young fellow. It wasn't Ben. Where is he, Ed? Jefferson's Ranch, working on a roundup. He left Clay City the day before yesterday. Couldn't be Ben. There's a lot of wild youngsters in these parts, but Ben's a good boy. Couldn't be him. You sure? That mark don't mean nothing. Plenty of horseshoes leave the same kind of mark. You know that, Brett. You had enough to eat? Yeah. Come on, let's go. Thin, yellow, 
Not real bright, but enough so you can follow the trail. About three miles, there wasn't no blood. He must have wrapped something around the wound. Wrapped it real tight. And then we found the bandage. A piece of shirt tail sopped through. Well, the next mile had been bleeding a lot, worse than ever. He was hit pretty bad. Looks like it. He couldn't have gone much further because I... Oh. Hold it, Scott. Head. Yeah. Hold on. Over there in the gully, that cabin. Yeah. Whose is it? Used to belong to Jake Levant. Died a couple of years ago. Ain't nobody living there now. There's somebody living there. Huh? Out and back. There's a pony. Better go ahead on foot. Yeah. We're going to take him alive, ain't we? If we can. We've got to take him alive, Britt. It's bad. I don't know, Britt. Not for sure. It could be bad? It could be. Where have you been the last couple of days? I don't know that neither. Had an argument with him two nights ago. He needed some money. He'd been playing poker and lost a lot. Well, Five thousand a lot. I wouldn't give him money. Got mad, said he'd get it, said he'd get it as silk. And I hit him hard across the face. I hit him twice. He started to hit me back. Then he walked out of the house. I ain't seen him since. I wish he had hit me back. Now, we got to get across that clearing, Ed. Over to that clump of trees. He may see us. Yeah, we'll have to take that chance. You ready? Yeah. trees for a couple of minutes. Okay. Then we'll rush him. Ain't gonna be easy to take him, Ed. Now that he's spotted us. You ain't gonna kill him, Britt. I ain't gonna let him kill me. It ain't his fault, Britt. It's mine. You know that ain't so. No, it's the truth. It's my fault. You didn't raise him to be a killer, Ed. Maybe I did, Britt. I was the sheriff, seeing that everybody kept close to the line, seeing that everybody lived honest, especially Ben. I broke him, Britt. Broke him like you break a wild horse or try to take all the fight out of him fast. You know what happens when you do that to a horse? He gets tame, but the fight still there, and someday he turns wild again. I'll rush him alone, Ed. No. Stay here, Britt. Well, Sam Norton's dead. Maybe Fred Miller, too. Killing Ben won't bring him back. He's my son, Britt, my only son. You don't have no kids. You don't know. I'm sorry, Ed. No, we're going back to town. Not without him. We're going back. Now, you can outdraw me, Brett, but I'll still have time to get a shot off. I'll try to get him alive, Ed. I'll try. No, don't turn your back on me, Brett. Don't be a fool. Don't make me do it, Brett. I wasn't being brave. I knew he wouldn't shoot. A man like Ed Schofield just don't change overnight. You can figure a man like Ed. That's what I thought, anyway. But I hadn't figured what would happen next. I haven't figured on him running out into the clearing, standing there in the moonlight, gray against the black sky. Ben! It's me, Ben, you dad! Can you hear me, Ben? Brett Ponson's coming after you. Throw out your gun, Ben! Brett Ponson's coming! Now listen to me, Ben! It's your dad! I saw him go down, real slow, like his legs had buckled under him. I couldn't tell how bad he'd been hit. 
rolled down a gully out, out of range, and I crawled forward. I pushed myself past a couple of rocks and head toward the back door. The kid was in the kitchen. I couldn't see him, but I could hear him moving around, going from window to window, looking out, waiting for me. I slid past another rock. I could run to the door or wait. The kid made up a mind for me. I slipped down fast and the bullets nicked the rocks. The kid had good hearing. He knew I was right there. I took out my gun and waited. I knew he'd get nervous first. Young fellows always do. I wasn't so young. I could wait. It was more than five minutes before the door started opening. His pony knew I was coming too. He started for the horse. I aimed at his leg. For a second, he stopped moving and just hung in midair like a hawk. Then he sprawled forward out of sight behind a log. I raised up a little and hunched myself along the side of the cabin. Everything was quiet now. Even his pony. The moon went behind a thick cloud and I came around the corner of the cabin. Suddenly, the moon came out again just in time for me to see his forty-five. Just in time to see him coming up over the top of the log. His revolver slipped out of his fingers and I saw him trying to reach for it again. He couldn't make it. I stood up and walked over to the log. The kid was lying face down, gasping for breath, a little short gasps. He pulled himself up on the flat of his hands and then he passed out. I turned him over with my foot... And I looked at his face. Ed? Ed? Over here. Where'd he get you? In the shoulder. I'm gonna be all right. Britt, is he... Did you have to? He ain't dead. Thanks. I guess he didn't hear me calling to him. He didn't know who I was. Ed. What? Ed, it ain't Ben. What? It ain't Ben, Ed. You, you sure, Brett? Yeah, yeah, this kid's got red hair. There ain't no reason to lie to me, Brett. I ain't shot up bad. No, I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I knew it wasn't Ben while I was growing up after him. I knew it. What are you talking about? Hey, just come to me. A man don't change overnight. Neither does a boy. Well, if it ain't Ben... Uh, lots of tough kids in these parts. You said so yourself. Well, where do you suppose Ben is? Where you said. Jefferson Ranch, working in the roundup. They pay good. No. A boy don't change overnight, Ed. <laughs> you able to ride back to town? Yeah, sure. I may have to take it a little slow. I'll get the kid. Britt. Yeah? You know something, Britt? I couldn't believe it was Ben neither. Not when he shot me. I just couldn't believe it. You know that, Britt? I know it, Ed. I know it.
Well, that was your first meeting with Britt Ponset. I hope you'd like to meet him again every week. And I also hope you'll try our product. It's something I've used myself, and it's never let me down. I don't think it'd let you down either. Maybe I'm not much of a salesman, but this product I don't think needs a lot of selling. As far as I'm concerned, it sells itself. So, I'd appreciate it if you'd buy it this week and give it a try. Let me know how you like it. So long, folks. We'll be seeing you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. James Stewart as the six shooter. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother-of-pearl, his handle unmarked. People call them both the six-shooter. Coleman, America's leader in modern automatic home heating equipment, and the National Broadcasting Company present James Stewart as the six-shooter, a transcribed series of dramas based on the life of Britt Ponson the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. Now, in just a moment, immediately following this important announcement, you'll hear Act One of The Six Shooter. In a few years, our public schools will be as behind the times as the Little Red Schoolhouse. And it's estimated that by 1956, there will be some 7 million more children in elementary schools than there are now. More equipment will be needed. And above all, more elementary school teachers. To help assure your child a proper education, join and work with local groups and school boards. And for free information about how people in other communities are improving their schools, write to this address. National Citizens Commission for the Public Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York 19, New York. Now, Act One of The Six Shooter, starring James Stewart.
was hot that afternoon. A low, crawling kind of heat that seemed to be following us as we rode along. The sun hadn't come out in the morning, but about noon it pushed through the clouds. Boy, it was hot. By four o'clock, when it should have been cooling off, it seemed hotter than ever. We still had about 15 miles to go before we'd hit Lead Creek. That's where I figured on getting a job helping lay track on that new spur line to Salt Lake City. I nudged Scar on the flank and we headed down a little gully. His ears pricked up and he jerked his head. I wasn't sure whether he'd heard something or just sensed it. You know, with a horse, it's pretty hard to tell where hearing leads off and sensing begins. Ah, what's the matter, boy? yards before I saw him. He was lying in the shade of a yellow boulder in a clump of mesquite. A young fellow, just lying there, he looked comfortable and relaxed like he was taking a siesta. But he couldn't have been enjoying himself too much, not with a big red stain like that across the front of his shirt. Ah. Ah. What's the trouble? I had a little accident. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. What happened? My horse threw me a couple hours ago. I landed on my gun. It went off. <laughs> See, you haven't got any water, have you? Sure, sure, Lucky you came by, mister. You're a stranger, ain't you? Uh, I'm just passing through. Yeah, uh, I'm not much of a doc. Maybe I can fix a bandage for you for the time being. Uh, I already fixed one. Just my shirt tail. Don't seem to be doing much good. Oh, yeah, let me see if I can tighten it. <laughs> Hold on now. Uh, uh, you think you can ride? I don't know. You ain't seen my pony yet. Uh, you know, with a half moon on his flank? No, no, I can't say I have. Not to run off. Oh, now, just don't worry about him. My horse will get us into Lead Creek. Lead Creek? Yeah, it's close to town, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, all right, now, let me give you a hand here. It ain't no use, mister. No, no, you gotta try. Now, just, just lean your weight on me. Uh, I'll never make it. Okay, okay. That's there, it. There's a cabin a past mile or so west. I might be able to ride that far. Oh, that'd be better than staying here. Yeah. Now, I'm, uh, I'm gonna lift your feet up. Now, that'll hurt plenty. But once you're in the saddle, you'll be all right. Now, here we go. <laughs> Real slow. I'll walk alongside. There you are. I was it west, you said, huh? Yeah. I sure do appreciate this, mister. I sure want to... He keeled over in the saddle. I managed to keep from sliding out, and we started off. About 15 minutes later, I saw the cabin he'd been talking about, and there wasn't much more in a shack, only two, three rooms, and a couple of acres of fenced-in pasture and a barn. 
I led Scar up to the front stoop and lifted the young fellow off. He was still unconscious, which was all of the good, of course. I carried him up to the front door and gave it a couple of kicks. Kicked again, and he sprung open. Anybody home? Now, you just lay there. I'll try and get some rest. I'll look around. Where? Where? He passed out again. I covered him with a blanket lying across the foot of the cot there. Supper was on the kitchen stove. Beef stew smelled pretty good. I opened the back door... I saw somebody cutting up a pile of kindling over near the barn. Uh, whoever it was sure knew how to handle an axe. Uh, <coughs> Where'd you come from? Now, I'm sorry if I frightened you, ma'am. I I knocked on the front door, but I guess you couldn't hear me, huh? I ain't got no hand out for tramp. Go on, get out. Well, I, I'm not exactly a tramp, ma'am. Although I'm not blaming you for thinking that. I've, I've been riding for quite a spell. Well, what do you want? I, uh, I ran across a fellow a little while ago in a gully just east of here. He'd been shot up. Shot? Yeah, he said his gun went off accidental. He's hurt pretty bad, and since this place yours was the closest... I, Where is he? I took the liberty of putting him in the cot inside there, so I hope you don't mind. Oh. Well, she didn't wait even for me to finish. She just... Marched past me like I wasn't even there. I watched her for a second, and then I followed her into the house. Huh. I'd never run into a woman exactly like her before. At first, I thought she was a man. You know, the pants, the checkered shirt she was wearing, the way she chopped up kindling, they fooled me. She walked like a man, too. His stiff, square shoulders. Right. Woman's eyes, all right. Kind of soft and young and, and frightened. Yeah. The rest of her had been pretty as her eyes. She'd been a real fine looking girl. Uh, take that rag off me while I fix a new bandage. Yes, ma'am. Uh, oh, it's a shame to tear up a fancy petticoat like that. I got no need for petticoats, mister. Can you turn him on his side? That's better. Now, if I can just get the bleeding to stop. You, uh, you know him, ma'am? No. Why should I? Oh, I just thought since he was in your neighborhood. Lots of folks pass by here. That don't mean I know him. I don't know you neither. Oh, oh, sorry. My name's Ponsett. Rick Ponsett. Ponsett. I've heard of you somewhere, haven't I? Mm, No, no, not likely. This is the first time I've been around Lead Creek here. Got a pocket knife? Uh, yeah. Thanks. I enjoy you're doing a real good job on him, you know. Your, uh, your husband off somewhere today? I'm not married. Oh, I... It must get kind of lonely out here all by yourself, doesn't it? I like being alone. I want a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. Ah, I can't say I blame you, I... I never been much on congregating myself. I, I always sort of like to... Well, you know, that bleeding's letting up a little. All right, I guess I'll be shoving off, ma'am. 
Uh, when I get into town, I'll send a doctor out here. No. No, no, you can't. What I mean is, uh, there is no doctor in Ledcrick. Oh? He moved away a couple of years ago. Well, there must be a doctor somewhere around here. No. Not within a hundred miles. I have to take care of him myself. Well, maybe I can find somebody to help you. You know, since I brought him in here, I, I sort of I'd feel rather like... do it alone. I'll manage all right. Well, that's mighty decent of you, but I... Him being a stranger, I... All right. Well, so long. Mr. Ponsett? Yes, ma'am? You won't tell the folks in town he's here. Hmm? Well, he's a stranger, like you said. He, he don't concern them, and and I don't want them laughing at me. They'd say, Jenny Garber's finally got herself a man. If he wasn't unconscious, he'd never have managed it. So, you won't tell him, will you? Well, I, I don't suppose anybody will ask me about him. I, easy, boy. Easy, easy. What are you looking at? Oh, I was just noticing those horses over in the pasture there. Those, those both yours? Yes. Yes, they are. Why? No reason. No. A pinto looks like a good animal. What do you call him? His name's Moon, because of the marking on his flank. Looks like a half moon. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Well, I hope the patient doesn't give you too much trouble. All right, come on. The sun went down, but it didn't cool off much. Maybe when the moon came out, there'd be a little breeze. I've been riding for a couple hours since I left the cabin. Still had five or six miles to go before I hit Lead Creek. We were coming through a narrow canyon when I heard a little rustling sound. First, I thought maybe it was that breeze I'd been waiting for. The next thing I knew, I was behind a rock. I wasn't quite sure how I got there. I guess my legs sort of took over without me having to tell him what to do. You ain't got a chance, Nip. We're all around you. Come out from behind those rocks and keep your hands up. Well, I'd be glad to oblige, but I I ain't Nip. Whoever he is. Uh, hold it a minute, Sheriff. Hmm? Oh. Well, looks like they made a little mistake, boys. Uh, you all right, mister? Uh, no serious damage, I guess. Well, sorry to bother you, but uh, what are you doing out here anyway? Well, I was heading for town. I heard there might be some work on the new railroad, thought I might sign up for a spell. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they can always use another man. My name's York, Sheriff Jim York. I'm pleased to meet you, Sheriff. I'm Britt Ponson. Ponson? Some of they call six shooter? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know you were in these parts. Boys, meet Britt Ponson. Britt, this is Sam Norville, howdy. Tom Jackson, Harry Potter. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Britt's the man who brought in the Phoenix kid. Kid had the drop on him, too, but he never got a chance to pull the trigger. At least, that's the way folks tell it. Yeah, well, between the doing and the telling, you know, there's apt to be some exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I'm sure glad we run into you tonight. That six-gun of yours may come in handy. Oh? Yeah, we're looking for Ned Landy. That's who we thought you was at first. Uh-huh, I figured something like that. Now, what's this Landy been up to? Trouble for the last three months. Hold up a couple of shooting sprees. Broke into Harry's bank last night and killed Harry's brother. I see. I've taken a party after him before, but uh, we always seem to lose him in these hills. We'll get him tonight, though. Picked up his trail this morning. Even spotted him for a minute or two on the far side of Devil's Canyon over in the trees. I got off a shot. Thought I'd hit him for sure. Thought I guess my aim was off. Anyway, he gave us a slip again. Well, what's he look like? Oh, he's young, about uh, 23, I'd say. Short, wiry. 
Black hair, rides a pinto. Pinto, huh? Mm-hmm. You ain't seen him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I have. Yeah? Well, where was he? I left him at a cabin about nine miles back. And, uh, your aim was all right this morning, Sheriff. He's carrying a bullet in his stomach. Of course, he said he'd shot himself by accident. The only cabin out this way is Jenny Garber's. That's, that's the woman. That's the woman that lived there. You know? Well, come on, boys. Let's go. Ain't you coming too, Britt? Oh, no, you won't need any help, Sheriff. Uh, that landing's not likely to last long enough for you to get him into town, I don't think. Well, we'll get him in all right. Doc will see to that. The doc? What, but I understood sure. there any. Sam, here's the doctor. <laughs> see, that's what he's been claiming for the past 20 years. <laughs> yes, huh? Uh, uh, just wait a minute, Sheriff. Just hold on. You know, I'm, I've changed my mind. I, I think maybe I will ride up there with you. Turn to James Stewart as the six shooter in a moment. First, a word from Coleman, America's leader in modern automatic home heating equipment. You'll be glad this winter you bought a Coleman heater this fall. Yes, as you sit back in your easy chair, snug and comfortable, you'll be glad you bought a Coleman heater. You'll enjoy floor to ceiling warmth in those rooms you could never heat before. Get your Coleman oil or gas heater now during Coleman's big bonus sale. Here's what you get. First bonus, a new low price. Yes, now you can get a dependable Coleman automatic heater at a new low price. Second bonus, a new low operating cost. Coleman saves you up to 25% on heating bills because Coleman gives you maximum heat from your fuel. Third bonus, a 32-piece set of Libby's Safe Edge glassware worth $14. It's free with your new Coleman heater. Get three big bonuses. Get your Coleman oil or gas heater now during Coleman's big bonus sale. This sale is for limited time only. So see your Coleman dealer tomorrow. You'll find his name and address in your telephone directory. Two of the Six Shooters, starring James Stewart. About an hour and a half after I met up with the sheriff, we came to a little stream trickling down the hill just off the trail. I, I'd, I'd missed it when I passed by before. I hadn't known there was any water around, and Scar hadn't smelled it either. The air being so quiet and everything. Well, we pulled up and gave the horses a chance to get a drink. Well, I guess there ain't no rush. That's as bad off as you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Something funny, Sheriff? Well, I was just thinking about Jenny Garber. Oh? <laughs> yep, she's finally got herself a man. <laughs> He's going to be real temporary, though. <laughs> yeah, and if he didn't have a bullet in him, I'll bet he'd take off the first time he got a look at her. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd take more than a bullet to keep me there. <laughs> me too, Sheriff. What is it? Something wrong with Jenny? Well, you've seen her, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. Well... Well, I... I guess she's no beauty. <laughs> now, that's giving her the benefit of the doubt, Foster. Now, if you ask me, my horse is better looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you know, Sheriff, now, a lot of plain women seem to get along all right. Better than some of the pretty ones, you know. 
Well, it ain't just that Jenny's ugly, but she's so darn awkward and big. Yes. <laughs> Why, even when she was a little girl living in town, she was always a head taller than any boy her age. And stronger, too. <laughs> well, I guess they've had enough to drink. You were. Everything yeah, was her folks is peculiar about Jenny. Wouldn't admit she was any different from the other girls. Hey, you remember how they used to dress her? <laughs> All those fancy clothes with frills and ribbons. <laughs> Wouldn't made her look twice as foolish as she would have otherwise. No. <laughs> her father used to take her to parties, too, in his square dances, but uh, he was the only one who ever danced with her. No, sir. I don't think a single boy in town courted her. Not one. Uh, you're you're forgetting Willie Franklin. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Will Franklin? Yeah, yeah. He's quite a cut-up. Made a bet one night with some of the fellas. He said he'd get Jenny to agree to marry him. He took her out in his wagon and proposed. Of course, he said, yes. <laughs> But he didn't know that Willie's friends was all hidden in the back of the wagon. <laughs> Leastwise, he didn't know it until they all busted out laughing. <laughs> it was right after that her folks died, wasn't sure? Yeah, yeah. That's when she bought this cabin. About uh, five years ago, come to think of it. Well, Jenny can't be more than 25 or 6. Looks a whole lot older, though. And wouldn't you say so, Britt? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not much good at judging ages, especially a woman. There's her place up ahead. Lamp's still on. She must be up. Sure, she's up all right. First time she ever had a man within touching distance, ain't it? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. What's the matter? Yeah, better leave the horses here and go the rest of the way on foot. Oh, no. Landy's not apt to give you any trouble. Oh, you never can tell. You may be feeling better by now. Yeah, uh, but not that much. Hey, he's seen us. Didn't waste no time about it, neither. Guess he wasn't as sick as you thought, Britt. Or else he made a mighty fast recovery. We'll never hit him from down here. What do you suppose happened to Jenny? I don't know. I've forgotten about her. He's probably got her half scared to death. Well, we'll have to rush him. It ain't going to be easy, Sheriff. With this moon, he's sure to spot us. That's all we can do. Sam, you and Harry see if you can make it up to the fence over there. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll fire twice. That'll be the signal to close in. Now, hold on a minute, Sheriff. Just, yeah? just hold up here a minute. Now, if we go plowing up in front of that cabin, somebody's going to get hurt. Well, what's the matter, Ponsett? You've been shot at before. Well, that doesn't mean exactly I like the idea. And besides, there's another way of getting in that door around back. And there are a couple of trees back there. Too. Oh, no, he'll be watching the back door. That's well, no fool. I know, but it's worth a try, eh? All right. I'll go with you. Now, wait a minute. Now, you just... Let me go alone. One man ain't as apt to be seen. Now, you just keep firing. And if I ain't back in five minutes, well, we'll take him your way, huh? Five minutes. We won't wait no longer. Now, I hunched down low and I started circling toward the rear of the cabin. And there wasn't much cover. It just rocks a couple of scrub pines. Nobody was shooting at me yet. So far, nobody'd seen me. I come up along the side of the barn, and the back door was just just ahead. Now, I still had about twenty yards to go. I ran forward, and my foot caught. I tripped over some of the kindling Jenny had stacked up there in the afternoon. I lay, I lay quiet for a minute. I just waited. Oh, it sounded to me like I'd made enough noise so they could hear it clear down Lead Creek. Yeah, yeah. 
Shooting wasn't in my direction. So I got up on my knees and I raced for the cabin. I opened up the door. I kept on going. And when I got into the living room, I... 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 I saw I'd figured right. That was on the cot just where I'd left and hadn't moved. It was Jenny who was doing the firing. And she swung around. She pointed the revolver at me. Her eyes weren't soft, not anymore. You told him. You brought him here. No, I had to, Jenny. I would have taken him away as soon as he was well enough. Why couldn't you let us alone? That killed a man last night, Jenny. I don't care. I don't care what he does. As long as he needs me, I'll stand by him and help him. He needed a hideout, didn't he? He must have been staying here for some time, or his pony wouldn't have had enough sense to come back here with his own accord. They're going to start closing in, Jenny. You're not going to take him away from me. I won't let you. Ned likes me. He told me he likes me. And he's the first person who ever did. Give me your gun, Jenny. Even if it isn't true. Even if he didn't really mean it. He doesn't laugh at me like the others. He doesn't mind my look. But he said I'd be an old maid. Even my mother said it. But I won't. Not now. Ned will save me with it. He'll marry me. I know he will. Jenny, listen to me. Don't you understand? I can't let you take him away. No matter what. Not even if I have to... Killing me won't help in that. It's the only way I can keep him. I've got to stop you somehow. You and the others out there. Well, there's no way you can keep him, Jenny. He's dead. Now, turn around. Turn around, look at him. Now, I'm not trying to catch you off guard. Just turn around. He hasn't been breathing, not since I came in. Oh. He loved me. Nick loved me. <laughs> all right, boys, come on in. You all right? You got him, huh, Briff? Oh, there he is. I might have known you'd take care of him. No, it wasn't me, Sheriff. It was you. Huh? Your bullet from this afternoon. Well, I'll be darned. I told you I was sure I'd hit him. Remember, Tom? I told you. Now, then how come he was able to hold us off just now? Well, he was a tough one to kill. He wouldn't give up. The strain of shooting at us must have finally finished him. Yeah. Ain't that the way you figured, Britt? Mm, yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, uh, what's the matter with her? <laughs> Little gunplay bother you, Jenny? Get a hold of it. It's all over now. Huh? Sure is funny how women are scared of gunfire. Every one of them. Even Jenny. Well, it just goes to show you that underneath, they're all pretty much alike. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they are. Well... Nat was buried the next day, and there was one bunch of flowers at the funeral, wild daisies. Folks just couldn't figure out who sent them. And, uh, you know, they, they tell me that it was right about then that Jenny Garver started acting different. Oh, I don't mean she got pretty or anything like that, but she did seem more confident. She just seemed a little more sure of herself. People said if they didn't know better, they'd swear that a man had something to do with the way she changed. But, of course, they all knew better. 
I'd like to take a minute here to remind you about some of the great entertainment in store for you later in the week on NBC Radio. Next Friday night marks the fall return to the air of both the Bob Hope Show and the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Both these great comedy programs, formerly heard on different days, now join forces to make Friday night a top listening night on NBC Radio. The new Bob Hope Friday night show will feature well-known guest artists, the music of Les Brown and his band of renown, and the vocal talents of lovely Margaret Whiting. And, of course, Bob will be in there delivering his rapid-fire topical humor. You'll find that the Bob Hope Show is most enjoyable listening each Friday night on NBC Radio. And immediately following Bob Hope, listen to the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. And Alice has her brother William to keep her informed of Phil's hilarious action. Also in the talent field cast, you'll hear Julius Abruzio and little Alice and Phyllis. You'll hear wonderful comedy every Friday night beginning this Friday night on NBC Radio. Yes, for the best in Friday night radio entertainment, Remember to tune where you hear the familiar three chimes for the Bob Hope Show and the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Two great programs returning this Friday to NBC Radio. Coleman, America's leader in modern automatic home heating equipment, and the National Broadcasting Company have presented James Stewart as the Six Shooter. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture, Thunder Bay. The Six Shooter is an NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burt, and today's transcribed story was written by him. Special music was by Basil Adlam, and heard in the cast were D.J. Thompson, Jeff Kirkpatrick, George Neese, and Harry Bartell. The entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Hal Gitney speaking. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.